You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. There is an island off the coast of Nova Scotia, which could hold millions in buried treasure. Oak Island. So welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. We're the 24 side. And on the other line, or on the only line in, we have the one and only... Hello, gentlemen. It's <laughs> Matty Blake. It's Gary doing? Drayton again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on my American accent. You're doing a great job. You're doing good. Do you have any Thank top you. pocket finds for us? Oh, tons, yes. Good deal, good deal. <laughs> so, man, you have had uh, one heck of a busy year. So for our listeners that don't know, uh, Maddie's been on our show for the last several years. Uh, he's the uh, host of uh, Beyond Oak Island, and he does a show called uh drilling down for oak mm-hmm. island and he's got his own podcast rated p mm-hmm. for paranormal so we're blessed to have him as part of our show um been a friend of the show and we comment back and forth on different things and we thought it was time to get him on yes so i got a question right off i'm going to jump ahead mm-hmm. have you been down the shaft yet garden shaft <laughs> No, no. When I, when I, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, that came out wrong. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. I have not. Uh, I, when I was there uh, last, it was in the process. Uh, I believe they were on hold a little bit because it had become a straight up, you know, mining operation. Right, right. right. And you have new rules and regulations, things like that. So that's kind of what I was interviewing them about at the time uh if you remember in the in that kind of drilling down special um so that's as kind of as far as i got with it at the time so i mean i'll i'll speak for all of us this season of uh oak island has been as far as we're concerned so much better than last season there's been so much more content uh and it's i i i would have to imagine that Prometheus listened to everybody complaining about too many episodes of this is new wood <laughs> last year uh, this year's and you know part of it's what they are finding right. and obviously they're spending mm. more money they have more experts there it appears when we see the show on TV uh, there's just a plethora of job trailers uh, archaeologists there and people working mm. there compared to prior years so what's your take on that it's a great, yeah, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I would say it would be less reaction to fan and more, although, you know, that is important to everybody involved, of course, that people are happy with the product. But uh, it's it's just the, how the search goes. Like, we, 
we really mean it when we say that, like we chronicle a search, we don't write a show. Right. So, <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's not moving the way people want it to, that's, that's kind of just what's happening on the Island. I will say this in, in defense of last year, still tons of COVID restrictions right. last right. season, right. tons of them. Yeah. And we had that incident with the, with the indigenous uh, pottery being right. found. And that, sure. that really, that really, you know, scared a lot of people um it was intense you know and there were like serious talks going on and politicians got involved and so there wasn't much to do at certain points the search agenda got very narrow and so yeah you had them <laughs> all right what can we do we can drill and we can look at core samples and and you know some of that wood ends up being very important but it's not maybe the most exciting thing to watch but it becomes super important and in, in, oh my gosh, if there's wood at a certain date at a certain depth, that kind of proves that something went on. And remember that it's not a given that something went on. That's part of what this team has made a given. Right. But, um, you know, we didn't take that for granted ever that that would happen. So, um, yeah, I would think it's, it's kind of those things all kind of conspiring together at once um, to, to make it seem like that perhaps. Yeah. Right. Right. So it seems to me that you, you mentioned the items they found last year that kind of restricted their their movement uh, to a certain extent that evidently everybody's kind of come together and, you know, have figured out how to work around that with some efficiency. Yeah, definitely. The, the temperature is really good on that. Everybody responded. Everybody came to an understanding. Um, things moved on. And, oh, you, you had talked about, you know, the the trailers and and everything and that's like kind of just i think a natural growth of the search agenda and the show and everything it's like you know we can now have more hands on deck we're going to have more hands on deck we're going to try and get the best and brightest minds involved and if we can get that equipment on island that allows us to test things right, right. on site of course oh my gosh yeah so you know and yeah yeah so we were there in 2019 so when we were there you had the interpretation center you had yeah. the war room. The new war room was just built. They had the old war room, and and that was really it when you first went in there. Now yeah. you just see, you know, uh, office city. trailer after office trailer <laughs> city going on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's great, and it's great what they can do right then and there on the island to do all kind of testing on artifacts they bring up. Yeah, I mean, if you remember, we did that drilling down special early and. I was on the XRF machine and, and yeah. Laird said, you know, this isn't just like impressive for us. This is one of the best labs in Canada. Right. You know, like, uh, you know, you would, you would, you would only be able to do this at the university level, what they're doing. Um, you know, any sort of archeology span going on in Canada would hope to send their stuff to a place like that. <laughs> like we right. have now right on Oak Island, which is incredible. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible that a treasure hunt, you know, it's funny. I, I've never thought about this till you asked me that question right now. Is that one of the big things about Beyond Oak Island was me, Rick, and Marty realized we almost had a mission statement at a certain point. Like, can we bridge the gap between archaeology and quote unquote treasure hunting? And boy, look at the lab. You know, <laughs> yeah. the lab is, it might be the best living example of that. Um, thank you for asking me that because that makes me that highlights that point yeah. which well, yeah. I want to bring up to the brothers yeah and so for us we just you know we just got to see uh, 15 episode 15 episode 15 yeah. um, so again just uh, 
you know, it was like last episode, they found, a, the, again, a piece of wood. But it was interesting that in this episode, they were already a- able to analyze that in like 24 hours and <laughs> right. give information that would have took, I'm sure, was taken weeks, weeks, weeks. before. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely at, b- at best, weeks at best. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, when, when, uh, when he found the when they brain freeze when they found the the Bobby Dazzler the top fr- the, and they the took the the brooch and they yeah. took the XRS whatever the little picture of it and then kind of took all the gl- the dirt off of it and made it look it like made a 3D image yeah of it. I was like oh my god yeah. this is so cool amazing isn't it it, it is. really is amazing yeah. so so you spoke about Laird so we were uh, fortunate enough at the end of last season to have Laird on our show. And awesome. that was probably, besides talking to you, one of the uh, second best. Second best. <laughs> no, it was awesome. But, but it was you. amazing. His, um, his, you know, he talked a lot about the whole indigenous uh, people and uh, trying to br- him personally trying to bridge that gap. And yeah. uh, and you know, he talked about all the work he did on the Samuel Samuel Ball Foundation that didn't mm. get shown, which I, I felt bad for him, but. He released, you know, on his Facebook a 3D rendering of the foundation, which was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but it is great to talk to him as well because, I mean, he's he he is bringing the archaeological side of the hunt to the yeah. forefront. So, I'm a huge Laird fan. I've, you know, I, I I'm a good person to talk to about Laird in a way and to prop him up because you take like my perspective of let's take that Samuel Ball Foundation as an example. I came in, you know, flew in, did my thing for a couple weeks, whatever, a few seasons ago. And that whole foundation was all orange flags, right? It's just like a football sized field, uh, football field sized grouping of orange flags. And he's going, there's something exciting here. And then I come back and it's like an entire foundation archaeological site dug up. And I'm talking to him like literally in the in the hole you know, having this interview with him and I, he's got a trowel in his hand. I go, you did this all like that. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, like uh, literally <laughs> That's a, trowel, amazing. A, a handheld brush and a hand, like, you know, when you spill something in your house, you use a little dustpan and brush. Right. That's yeah. literally what they do. I mean, it's, it's stunning. And, and you have a full archaeological site, so I can't say enough about what that guy can do and, and his knowledge. And yeah. yeah, it's simply incredible. It's amazing, and I think the brothers have grown to um, accept probably isn't the right word, but yeah, you they know, they, appreciate, they, they, they appreciate no. his knowledge yeah. and his because at first they didn't. No, <laughs> they, well, it was an extra step that they had to take it. To, you know, and they didn't want to. They wanted to get their backhoe up and dig the stuff out. And and I'm I'm kind of that. I would be the guy. I couldn't have a broom and a and a dustpan. I'd have a backhoe, <laughs> a backhoe and a and a oh. sledgehammer. But I right. do appreciate. Probably is the good word. And I think Laird is the other on the other side of that. Is this is the dig of a lifetime for an archaeologist to be on an island yeah. where there's so much history and so many different things happen, and his, his head is probably spinning. Yeah, well, I mean, Laird, the responsibility, the role of an archaeologist, like, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't, like, get mad at people for not finding enough or doing enough. You know, let's go, let's go, and then, and then at the same time, do it right. Right. You know, right. so like on Beyond Oak Island, I'll give you a prime example, like Dr. Aaron Taylor. This this wasn't yes. shown on TV, but we started getting gold hits on one of our early hunts on season two. Um, I forget where we were, but it doesn't matter. But, 
you know, we start getting AU on the metal detector on a spot where there's legends of gold. And, you know, we're getting excited. You know, I'm like four feet deep. I'm digging with Marty. And we get this hit. And we start going, all right, what are we going to do? And Dr. Taylor comes in and goes, okay, what we're not going to do is dig super fast and lose this thing. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and break laws and, and, and get in trouble and lose it, do it the wrong way. He's like, so we're going we're gonna to do this judiciously and correctly and archaeologically. And then I thought to myself, man, like, you think of the history of Oak Island from the 90-foot stone to the Overton stone to the – it's like things were just tossed aside in this right. ravenous yeah. ravenous desire to find treasure, you know, and like how many clues were lost, how, perhaps even pieces of the treasure itself. Right. So it's like you really, as much as you want to just go like Dunfield, right. you, you, you need to be judicious, and, and that's where those guys become very valuable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just – the, the plethora of people they've added to the show and, and to the research team, it's just, it's pretty neat to see. Pretty neat to see. Yes. You know, we've watched the show from its inception, and it's, you know, every episode is just getting better and better and better. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're absolutely. really happy How with this Miriam. Yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> She's the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, and something I've noticed this year, too, and maybe you can – lean into this a little bit is is marty seems to be as excited as he has been um since since the inception of the show i mean he, he either either you've been giving him acting lessons or <laughs> or or he's he's got reason to be that excited that um he, he seems to be more excited than than uh, he has in the past not to say he hasn't been excited about certain points but he he historically has been the skeptic right and early yes. on was yes. the skeptic um and he's just glad he's not in a swamp right now <laughs> well, maybe that yeah, too. yeah i mean i think the it's the gold and the silver test i mean i, I can be quite blunt and say right. like, you know this is a guy who as i said earlier i mean that quote i kind of used is really a a Marty Lagina paraphrase, if not a quote, like, hey, we don't even know for sure if something happened. This could have been collective madness, as he says. So then to get, you know, high levels of precious metal underground, that's a game changer for him. And so he's in. He's like, no, we're going to stop now. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, I right. made it. Through, he made it through the hard parts. Like, he made it through the parts and it's like, oh, my gosh, are we wasting our time here? Is there nothing down there? And also you get this test and you go, oh, and by the way, back to your first question, the slow, the slow kind of drag of it sometimes of real life treasure hunting. It's like that water test wouldn't have been done probably maybe at some point, but it wouldn't have been done when right. it was done unless we were in that kind of semi hole. It was, it was during that time that you were looking Dr. for something said, to do. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's it. There he goes, you know, what we could do, we've never, uh, you know, and so boom, you know, that talk about a game changer. So some, it was a blessing in disguise in a way. But yeah, Marty is. You're right. He's uh, completely invested. Well, even the drilling program. Would they? Do you think they would have done as much of the small bore drilling if they had, you know, unlimited access to do whatever? I mean, I think for the COVID restrictions with the small bore drilling, that was something they could do. It, you know, mm-hmm. kind of kept things to do. But in in aiding their their directory for this year of where they're going and all the things they found out, you know, the shafts they found the stuff like that, that was all because of the boring last year of those tens or I don't know how many holes they drilled. I mean, we saw 20 or 30 or whatever, but I'm sure it might've been more than that, but that led them to this year of 
kind of getting the blob and the mini blob was all because yeah. of that drilling program. Yeah, again, like they have found systematic it's it's exactly analogous to what i was just saying about just hand digging like systematic intelligent schemed up um mapped out geopointed drilling is the best way to go about this because other than that you're just you're hoping for the best hey pick a spot you know they did that and they had some luck with you know h8 and uh you know uh, charles barkhouse c1 and but that's that's like guessing Flip you know, of the coin. <laughs> yeah, like well, why don't why don't we use science and why don't we use all these intelligent people and like let Steve Guptill make a map? You know what's something that was incredible? I don't know if you noticed that um, or remember that, but in in the, one of the drilling down specials recently, he it might have been, I think it was the season kickoff special. He showed a 3D map um, of 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 the money pit, and I specifically asked about Dunfield. And he was like, here's basically a representation of the surface. Because we always tell the story, like, Dunfield ruined the money pit. Right. You know, right. the the area that he ru- ruined, quote unquote, ain't that big. No, because no. of the way, right? he ta- way he tapered down. I, I remember seeing this on the show. It's that not that map, big. Yeah. yeah. And so exactly. I go, my goodness, like, there is a whole <laughs> bunch of area to look at. So that's an example of like that only con- they only have that image because of that painstaking exacting scientific work you did right. but you're right it, it, you're right they might have moved a lot faster with bigger caissons again if, if they were able to it was that time that they had to really pinpoint it and use a surgical hand yeah. and, and what we're finding out is maybe they weren't looking in the right place no, right at all right. you know that's it it's, yep. a, it's amazing it's amazing that's right yeah, I can't wait till next week I guess they're going down in the hole to survey the depth they're at and he's going to lay out a map of where they're what the depths are and the drilling angles yeah so they're mm-hmm. going to drill uh angled holes down every yeah. so often but he's going to go down feet. and survey right where they're at and set the depths and show it on a 3d map which will be kind of good for the the viewer to see you know some people don't realize how far down 50 feet underground is <laughs> <laughs> yes sir that's so so are you chomping at the bit to get down that garden shaft <laughs> yeah i mean it's i'm i'm excited for them to be honest like that's that's the whole thing is like rick rick told me i think the third time i ever was with him like years like almost 10 years ago like he he said you know every other team's been underground every other team's been underground he said he, he said that a lot you know and so this has been i think a, a, a little bit of a quiet dream of his for a long time now um and he's right, you know that that whole eyes and boots, uh, eyes and boots thing. Oh, another another slip. <laughs> Perfect, right, fellas? Bourbon, well, bourbon. bourbon, yeah. We drink when you I, say booze. Yeah. So every time you say booze, we take a drink. Everybody perked up. Um, yeah, that's eyes and booze. Is what we do after the when the cameras stop. Um, yeah. But the the whole eyes and boots thing really, we say that as if like surface searching. You got to get those eyes and boots on the, on the island. But what he really meant, I think was getting underground and um because that's what the other teams did and that's that's what he wanted to do it was always a vision i don't i don't i don't know how realistic they thought it would be to you know other than being in a hole that you dig with a backhoe or something um right i don't know how realistic i mean we sent divers down um caissons as you know but um as far as a team searching underground in shafts that was that's something that 
I don't know how confident they were that they were ever going to be able to do that. Right. So right. I'm mostly focused on like, <laughs> so happy for Rick to be able to do that. He looked that like moment. he looked like a 14 year old kid. Yes. When they had that helmet and that jacket, I, I I imagined him and his brother reading the book, and that's the vision I saw of him at that age crawling down into that hole, exploring that treasure shaft. I mean, that wow, we, you could yeah. see it in his face. I mean, I, that's really what well I saw. said. That's it. That's really well said. That's it. You you nailed it. That's, and you're exactly right. It's all awesome. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Talk about beyond Oak Island. Yeah. So. so First of all, I'm going to tell you that I, as much as I love the curse of Oak Island, I believe personally that I've gotten more in tune with Beyond Oak Island. And it probably started with the f- last year, but this year you started off in Key West diving the Atosha. So what you yeah. don't know is I lived in the Florida Keys for six years, had a tour oh. boat business in Key West. So oh. it was like I was in my backyard. Wow. Yeah. So you knew that little route we oh, took. Oh, I knew all about that. So a, a little bit about the curse about Beyond Oak Island. So uh, the very first year you had Christian Roper on. So we become yes. fr- good friends with Christian. Uh, he's I just been, talked, texted with him today. As yeah. A of fact. So he's been on the show twice, and we're not, I just messaged him today to because he released a trailer for his movie, which uh, you're in that trailer, believe it or not. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Looks like oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Awesome. So, uh, um, and then last year. Uh, you were out in Missouri, Kansas City, yes. Arabia Steamboat Museum. So guess where yes. we went on vacation this year? Come on. <laughs> we went to the Arabia Steamboat Museum, sat Did you down. Did Matters, Dad, by any chance? Oh, we sat down, had a nice long interview. Yeah. In fact, <gasps> in fact how was that podcast? That podcast was awesome. Guess what he asked us to do? What? When they're digging on the Malta, we're going out. Oh my gosh! We'll finally all meet in person. Let's there, go. exactly. Well, exactly. Alan, Alan and myself have, have volunteered our services to run equipment to dig for him. So, because we can run pretty much any piece of equipment, so we said we're in. Just tell us a date and a time, and we'll be Amazing. there. Amazing. Yeah. I, Amazing. He was uh, just so uh, personable. I mean, he was busy. Yeah. Uh, we had planned yeah. this out for a while, and then when we get in town, he'd swamped. But he finally sat down, and he gave us, you know, an hour of his time. Uh, and what's also awesome is he's out there talking to everybody in the museum. Yep. Uh, yep. And, uh, you know, folks that don't know that story, uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing uh, what they've done and what they're continuing to do. So, uh, yeah. they, you know, they were looking to move the museum. That's not happening. I don't know if you follow with, followed any of that at all. But they were looking yep. to move it to a larger place when they got to Malta. Yes. And that deal kind of fell through, so they're looking for another place in Kansas City now. But, yeah. Um, I'll just tell you that we're making friends because of you. I love it. That makes my day. I mean, that's, and that's part of what the beyond journey is about, or we hope to be about is like extending the net beyond Oak Island is literally in the title, you know, um, like-minded people who, who hear these stories and just can't hear them and then ignore them. They are interested in, we're we're kind of cut from the same cloth, all of us. So it's like, let's let's all play together. Yeah. I think after, after we saw that show, I think we were like texting each other is like, Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm going to, we're going going out to Kansas Kansas City. City. (laughs) Yeah. So so guess where we're going to go next. Guess where we're planning on coming next. I'm going to guess. Okay. I I bet I know. Well, we're We're hoping you're, 
to see the Widda. We are. <laughs> I knew it. We are. So, We're looking at flights. So we, we've got, actually, there's a, a there's a airlines out of Cincinnati that flies there for dirt cheap. They just started Breeze Airlines. So gets us yep. up in the area and uh so we're gonna message you to see if you're gonna be around when we're up there so you got to let me know i mean I'm, yeah I'm, I'm 40 minutes from there you know yeah so it's uh we're gonna get that set up for later this summer but yeah and what a cool story that yeah, has it's, become it's, too uh, so all your stories on beyond what's great about beyond oak island is every one of the stories they found something whether yes. they they found a shipwreck they found treasure they found something and most of it you know, for folks in the United States that are watching this, they're, yeah. they're close to somebody. They're close to yeah. somebody. You yeah. hop on a plane, you drive a few hours, you can be there. Yep. And see history, history live in front of you. And and the other nice thing is this: these are the, the kind of the mom and pops. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not this major corporation went in somewhere. This is the like uh, the, the, it's the dad who had a dream and he was chasing it and the son came along and and now they're living the dream together and it's just so cool to see and and there's so many more of those stories hidden out there that were that are just waiting to be discovered well that's very astute of you to notice that because that's what that's what we tend to gravitate towards like the producers behind the scenes you don't see and me and rick and marty kind of all agree upon what we're going to focus on and um boy we've kind of gravitated more to that you know like the the fisher operation of course we're going to do that that's that's like they're the granddaddies of it all so yeah but it's those smaller stories and and you know what even the fishers um that was a small story (laughs) in the beginning well right exactly and it's all based on a father son and a grandson and a mother and a you know so it's like a family thing so yeah i think across the board that's what we tend to gravitate towards um and, you know, a lot of these – what makes these treasure hunts so interesting, too, is uh, as, as someone said to us early, and now it's been repeated a couple – the last couple of years is, is, well, you know, we have an advantage. We know what we're looking for. <laughs> and on Oak Island, <laughs> yeah. we're not quite sure. What are you looking, looking for, for, though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to that. You know, it's like, you know, you know, like, you know, that, that Florida one we mentioned, the first, you know, uh, first episode last season, it's like – there's seven spots, there's seven gold bars, there's seven, you know, right. and, and that's a whole different deal than it could be the Ark of the Covenant. It could be, right. <laughs> I don't know what it could is. Could be Knights know? Templar, could be yeah. Scottish Rite. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. right. So right. we're kind of, the reason I bring that up is because like Rick and Marty, you can tell there's, um, there's like a, they get, they get a renewed energy almost. It's like, okay, this, this, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's focus on this for, for uh, three days, you know, Give me, give me, give my mind a break from the massiveness of Oak Island, and right. let's go find six gold bars in a field. Yeah, let's do this. You know, let's go back to when we were kids and just, yes. the, the, you know, and the mentality of the treasure hunt. You know, right. the search. Exactly. So we were talking earlier about Christian Roper a little bit. Did you know he went to, and stayed at the ranch next to Skinwalker Ranch? I do. Yeah. I know all about his exploits. Yeah. I'm very yes. happy for him. Yeah, he sent us and, all kind of goodies on that. So that's pretty. F- freaky stuff quite honestly i can't can wait for that to come tease. out i can give you a little tease here Uh-oh. Um, uh i can't say really anything but uh <laughs> me and, but but <laughs> but uh, just stay tuned with me and, and and skinwalker ranch and maybe things like that we will we All will right. be watching in fact the yeah. whole skinwalker ranch crew is doing some live shows and one of them's in indianapolis Indiana. So we're debating about going up to check that out. So it's almost everybody from the the ranch 
uh, that's on the shows. It's hosted by the History Channel, actually. So love it. Love it. We love may it. do that. It's a school night, though. It's a school so. night, though. It's Thursday night. <laughs> but it's no different than talking to you on a Wednesday night. So. Well, you never know when we might bump into each other, guys. That's right. You never know. We'll be there. <laughs> oh, so lastly, and I got a little music here to play. <laughs> oh, it's music to my ears. Thank you, fellas. Well, you guys well, are great. Well, hold on. There's more guys here with us. Ooh. Maddie, you told that auntie that I'm bringing a friend. Well, we're coming for that Rady P. Paranormal. Yo, Wano, what's that on your face? Rock, I told you, it's not a tumor. Now hurry up and get to the chopper. Yo, Matty, you told Anthony, it ain't how hard you hit. It's how hard you podcast. It's how you connect with the listeners. And how you know which show to put the movie on. Matty, you know, Rock and I, we got your back. Anthony, look out, cause I'll be back. I got one last thing to say. Hasta la vista. Baby. <laughs> so good. So, did you notice that? Here's what happened. So, I got that message from those two mega celebrities, uh, but it was after we had. We had I, that's what I figured. I, yeah, that's what I so figured. I, I ran in and inserted it in. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Funny, funny. That's so great. So, for so all, great. I just don't know how you got access to both of them. That is well, huge. I've got connections, buddy. I got connections. Wow. Just like we can impressive. get you, we can get Stallone and Schwarzenegger all at the same time. Super impressive. Uh, <laughs> so, for our listeners, Maddie hosts, co hosts a podcast called Rated P for Paranormal, where he might occasionally do Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Um, impersonations. impersonations and he's a big fan of both of and both of I them am. them so uh, I am. so i had to have a little fun with him so uh, unbelievable great job so another great season of rated p quite honestly uh <laughs> great you. great movies and and then you had the producer from skinwalker ranch yeah. on which was yep. pretty cool yes yes jason is one of my best friends um we met that very first season of me coming on Oak Island, um, geez, nine years ago, I guess it'll be. And um, he's just he's just a brother. And so this whole Skinwalker thing has, has kind of taken over his life. You know, he left Oak to focus on Skinwalker, and now he's like the guy there. So I'm, I'm really happy for him, although I don't speak to him as much as I, I would like to, because once he's on Skinwalker, it's like, you know, they're, they're gonzo. So. Right, right. Well, you wonder when he got sent there – was he realizing did he have any idea what this could have been so it's funny we <laughs> talked about that he has vague memories of me mentioning it um like before it was even before it was even a prometheus show because you know i'm into this stuff right and but he didn't really know anything about it so at first for him it was just simply you know this this is and i don't want to speak for him but I, he pretty much said this on my podcast this was like you know another gig like okay right, yeah another I'll, job. I'll work on this right and but he what he did is he he really you know deep dove on it read everything studied everything watched the videos and then when once he got on site he was kind of captivated like oh wow there's something you know he as he says you know there's something going on i i, I, I don't claim to know what it is but you know he's seen everything you see he has seen and more so it's it's changed his perspective a little bit i think although so funny when you talk about paranormal experiences this happens all the time because i've interviewed literally 
at this point, probably hundreds of paranormal witnesses. And he's talking about how he wasn't like a believer or a disbeliever, but boy, what an experience. And then he goes, although when I was a kid, I saw a UFO. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I might want to mention that. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and so it's was it funny lo- what people have you- in their mind and they don't realize. Yeah. It. Are you sure it wasn't a balloon? <laughs> no, because it didn't didn't get shot down. Yeah. <laughs> Think about this: How could they miss a balloon with, with laser targeting? They missed one of the balloons. <laughs> it's un- Think about that. Yeah, it's, it's it was crazy. some old missiles just to get rid of them. Yeah, you got a four hundred thousand dollar missile, and they missed. <laughs> so, so oh, Maddie, in your in your, have you guys uh, had a chance to uh, interview an exorcist? No, we have not. Yeah, so I think we may have. So we're one up that. on you. Yeah, so we had an exorcist on our show. Uh, he's the priest that uh, uh, close to us, actually, in uh, the archdiocese. He's uh, like the second leading exorcist in the country. Is it uh, uh, Father Vincent? Yeah, it yes, is. Father yes. Vincent. Yeah, yeah, I know of Father Vincent. I've I've read his. Uh, I've seen him sure his videos, and I've. I've yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Let, us, a, let us know if you'd like to talk to him. Yeah, we can probably arrange that. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. I, I would love to just interview. meet him someday. I, I would oh, love it's to. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. The, the, the address for the rusted nail speakers <laughs> is. <laughs> we, can, we can maybe hook you up. Yeah. yeah. The quietest the speakeasy has ever been was when he was here to do a podcast. Because as soon as he started, we I think Alan or somebody asked him a question. As soon as he started talking, the rest of us were just like our jaws were hanging down, yeah. and we were just like. Oh my god this is and yes. he was just it was just like nonchalantly like you know blah you know just laying it out and we're all like oh my god you're, yeah. you're, you're just talking about this like it's it's yeah. going yeah. down to mcdonald's and getting a big mac it's a normal thing yeah he's got a great sense of humor too along with it and yeah he yeah. was just it was just great that night we had him here well i'm a i'm a devout but not a very good catholic i think but uh, i so i really love to be in his presence and i've seen him speak and uh just like a happy little <laughs> kind of bald guy with yeah and yep. like the yep. stuff he yep. talks about you're like oh my goodness yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah i knew i knew a priest uh years ago who was kind of famous in in that world although he wasn't strictly an exorcist but had been involved with a lot of things like that he was um uh, father groschel benedict groschel and he told me some stuff that was along the line of what father vincent talks about and it's uh Boy, it's it's scary and it's also kind of faith affirming in a way because that's right. Um, right. you know if that side exists then the good side exists right exactly, so, exactly. that's the way we looked at it it, yeah. it was it was very we didn't walk away scared we walked no. away reassured right. uh, yeah and it, it was eye opening you know that the stuff you see in the movies well guess what it's actually worse than that out there <laughs> yeah yeah seriously but the, in watching what you see online. Because um, before we interviewed him, I watched. I went and watched some of his interviews on YouTube and whatever, and you you listen to it there, and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But when he's sitting at four feet from you and yes. telling those same things, it's a whole different perspective. Yes, I mean, yes. Because you can almost feel it then, and because like I said, I watched the videos, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But when he's telling you personally, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, it's yeah. just hard to believe those things are happening. 
Yeah, he's a pretty holy guy. I would imagine being his presence is is pretty cool. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. It is. Well, we I know we've kept you long enough. Uh, no, I was late. I appreciate your patience. I've had a this last month and a half has been incredibly busy, and I uh, I thank you, Colleen. Thanks you for your patience. N- not uh, a problem. So, have you been? Are you starting? Have you already started filming stuff for Beyond Oak Island next season? <clears throat> Uh, no word yet, but you'll you guys will be the you'll be the first to know. Do you know where you still live? <laughs> yeah. Do you know where yeah. your home still is? I can't say anything, guys. <laughs> oh, well, once again, Maddie, we all thank you, uh, and we're hoping to see you this year either at one of these Skinwalker Ranch deals or maybe when we're out to see the widow. So let's go. I we'll, love we'll, it. We'll, it'll, I, it'll happen. Yeah, we'll keep in touch with you and let you know dates and kind of, and uh, we'll, a, we'll call Prometheus and say these dates you can't take Maddie anyplace because we're coming. <laughs> and there's a gator fry if he ever wants to just get away yeah. from a weekend and just relax. Yeah, there's, you can come to Indiana, meet Father Vince, and have alligator for dinner. Uh, sounds like a deal, fellas. Thank <laughs> you so much. Hey, thank you. Thanks, thank you. Maddie. you take right, care. Bye, guys. See ya. Thank you, Maddie. Bye. Good night. Well, there's not much more to say. What a great, great interview with the one and only Matty Blake. If you get a chance, check him out uh, on Curse Oak Island Drilling Down, as well as Beyond Oak Island, and his own podcast, rated P for Paranormal. We'd like to thank him for taking time out of his busy schedule to sit down and talk to us. It's much appreciated, and we hope you, the listeners, enjoyed it. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Well, it's a new year, and you know what that means? It's about time for a new commercial for Batesville Liquor Co. located in Batesville, Indiana. If you've not tried their barrel picks that they've hand-selected just for you, you need to get there and do it now. They go fast, they come from different distilleries, and it's your own private select barrel that they've selected. What else do they have? Well, if if you're gluten-free and you like beer, you know that's a tough thing. Well, they've got Glutenberg. It's a gluten-free beer. They've got it back in stock. they got three different flavors, three different styles. There you go. What else do they have? Well, funny that you ask. They've got, from the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Conway's Irish Ale. Look at that. Gotta have a little Irish every now and then. They've also got Coastal Sunshine, which is a fruited sour ale. And, of course, they've got your Bush Light, your Bud Light. Even got your PBR. That's right. You can find it all at one place. Batesville Liquor Co. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. Or if you're in Brookville, stop in at Tebby Liquors. That's right. Tebby Liquors right on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. 
That's our favorite place. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers. With 14 locations and they're growing, you know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. Indiana on tap, the 2023 schedule is out and you're gonna wanna mark your calendars. The first one kicks off on March 11th. It's a second annual Newcastle on tap for St. Patty's Day. The next one is May 6th, the seventh annual Saver Lebanon. Then May 20th, the third annual Tipton on tap. In Tipton, Indiana, will be at the town square. The next one's June 24th in Anderson. It's the eighth annual Anderson on tap. After that, we move to Rushville, Indiana for the annual Rushville Libations on July 29th. From there, we come back to our hometown in Brookville, Indiana for the third annual Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. We round things out on September 23rd. It's the sixth annual Loggers and Lawrence Oktoberfest. These are all sponsored by Indiana on Tap. We'll have more information on each one of the events as they get closer. And guess what? Across the line 1524 crew will be there. You can go check out the calendar events on indianaontap.com. Like I said, we'll be there and each week we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming events. Indiana on Tap, craft distillers, craft breweries, and local wineries. Go check them out. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.